the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Iron Real Estate. And as I've told you, we're the only show on talk radio going on 10 years. I think it's more than 10 years, actually. That's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which is just about everything, including, oh, I don't want to talk about this virus. I really don't. I, uh, as you know, some of you know I'm recovering from a hip replacement, which um, I'm sure I'm going to be great after it's all done, but it's been pretty painful. So I'm trying to get through this with the least amount of pain, and um, I want to be around happy things. And I know that um, we have to deal with this virus. I'm going to talk a little about it later. But I also want to say, since we only have a short show today, it's only an hour. And by the way... Uh, to the network, uh, we have been, I only had an hour, probably seven or eight shows already, so uh, tell the game, it's over, we're not going to give our hour up anymore, we're done, we're done, <laughs> um, but we're happy to, uh, I'm always happy to include our co-host, Ace, what a superb, hi Ace. Good morning, Dottie, and uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I'm glad to hear that your hip uh, surgery is going well and you're recovering. So, you know, and I miss you. Um, I can't wait for this pandemic. I miss you, too, and I miss the city, even. I miss being back in the city and hearing the vibes of the city as much as I like it out here. But I just think until I'm able to walk a little bit better, I, I actually drop my crutches. I don't have crutches. I can walk by myself, but not quickly. But I think with so many people in the city, it's just um, easier to just recoup in the Hamptons. So that's what I'm doing. But I'll be back in the city in a couple of weeks. I do. Um, <clears throat> I miss the pace of the city. And even though I think everyone says, oh, the city, the city, city, I think it's, you know, it's starting to come back. And um, yeah, you can start to feel it. You're there every day, so you feel it, don't you? Yeah, well, well the city misses you, Dottie. So hurry, hurry back, back to the city, okay? <laughs> well, and I, I want to thank Citizens Bank, obviously, uh, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them for their support. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking and a 24-7 co- 
Customer Contact Center. So you can easily find out more information at citizensbank.com. <clears throat> Citizens has opened up a COVID-19 resource center, and let's hope that with this vaccination, we won't have to keep it open that much longer. Uh, and they want you to know that they're there for you. They understand the tremendous amount of financial and personal stress this uh, virus has placed on all of us. So if you need relief or have any concerns or questions about financial institution, uh, situations, please contact them. You can contact them at Helpful Services and Resources, including economic impact payments, stimulus payments, financial hardship payments, and any assistance you might need online. And remember something. Um, I think that this virus, I think if you're a normal person, I don't know what normal means today, um, but if you're somewhat normal, this virus had to impact you in some sort of way. And so I just want all of our listeners to know, um, please don't, don't hesitate to call us or call a friend or let them know how you're feeling because it's been a, it's a long time and, um, it's played. It plays its part in everyone, and there's no one that's immune to it. And it's normal for people to go through some of these feelings that they feel like a little depressed, uh, a little like ready to break out. Like, you know, we've kind of been in an isolated motive. I mean, we've done the best we can. So I'm just saying it's not abnormal, and I think it's really important, and I've always thought this. I think it's important if we talk about it. I mean, I'm someone who's an extrovert, so... Um, if I have a problem, I necess- I talk about it. Um, I, 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 it makes me better that when I talk about it, even if no one's listening, at least I've talked about it. Um, but some people hold everything within. And so if you're one of those people, find a private friend or just talk to somebody because I think it's always good to talk about it. And you're not experiencing anything different than any, any than all of us have been experienced. And um, we will get through this. Um, Stephen, another co, our, our co-host with our legal end, was a good morning, Stephen, who is a partner at Barton LLP, one of the top law firms in the city with a specialty in real estate. Obviously, good morning, and again, we only have an hour show today, so we're gonna, you know, I'm really gonna protest this game. Okay, <laughs> I mean, we've always given up a few shows, but I think we've had like seven in a row or something like that, but. Stephen and his firm really specialize in legal, uh, anything legal in real estate. And I always say use a real estate firm. We use him all the time. I only put people on the show that are the best. And Stephen and his firm, they are the best as far as I'm concerned in real estate. Um, if you have a question for anyone, you can call us at 866-970-9622. We always love to hear from you. You can also reach me on Facebook and Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can email me at Dottie at DottieHerman.com, and um, I will get the questions to um, Stephen or Ace. Or you can go to our Facebook page that's on Facebook. It's called Ion Real Estate. And um, any questions you leave there will go directly to Ace or Stephen. So we have a lot of ways of getting through to us and getting your questions. And by the way, we'll have more next year. Um, as I said, I'm not going to go crazy with what happened today, but just for the heck of it, in 1925, the Grand Ole Opry began broadcasting in Nashville, Tennessee. 
And um, each time we're declared its independence from Portugal. And again, if your birthday is today, you share a special day with um, John Stewart, who is a comedian, uh, Chase Elliott, who's American race car driver. So I hope that impresses you. <laughs> For whatever it's worth. I just wanted to say a little about Thanksgiving, though, uh, because um, what would have Thanksgiving, of course, you know, would have been the busiest travel week of the year, and Americans around the country altered their plans. Um, they altered them to, to stay safe and to help America stay safe, but they altered their plans in favor of safer and less risky alternatives. And I want to thank everybody for doing that because it's takes all of our parts to wipe this thing out. And even so, still more than 3 million people, which um, still is a lot less than normally travels on Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is the biggest travel day in the country in, in the year. But still, that more than 3 million people were reported to have traveled, even, through the gov- even though the government advised against it. And I'm going to ask those of you who traveled, uh, when you come back to New York, um, make sure that you quarantine, or I think now you can, I'm not sure, so don't quote me on this, but I think you can take, you know, if you can get to a doctor fairly uh, early and get that test, uh, you might not be able to have to quarantine as long. Um, but some of my friends who are, a few of my friends who traveled, and I said, why are you traveling? And they said, well, my dad's 89 years old, and he's in Florida. We don't know when he's going to see him again, and and sometimes I think people have to make individual decisions. But for most part, everybody really did try to do their best to make this a safer um, Thanksgiving. And in some states, parades weren't allowed, and they were canceled. And many cities had stay-put orders and stay-at-home orders. I think in New York, what do we have, a maximum of 10 people or 11? Something like that. Does anyone remember? Is anyone there? Yeah, we, we've had limits on gathering. They, they keep on varying slightly depending upon the zone and the context. But, yeah, 10 is generally the number, although, you know, a, a lot of law enforcement said they're really not going to enforce it. They're not going to go by as people private gathering in their home and so forth. But yeah, that was the advisory for uh, Thanksgiving. No. Again, at this point, unless you're a um, unless you're under martial law, um, we enjoy and sometimes we enjoy the benefit of really freedom. And I don't think anyone was going to get arrested for it. It was just a guideline, I, and you know they weren't going to come if you had 14 people and I'd take two out. But it was just a guideline on saying basically, you know, you're at your will, but try to limit it to your immediate family. Um, and try to keep windows open because um, ventilation, I just want you to know, like when you do, if you do have people over, try to, even though it's getting cold, keep windows open, keep ventilation in the house. That makes a big difference. I don't know how effective they are, and I'm not sponsoring these, you know, I'm not getting paid to sponsor it. But I've had for the longest amount of time, probably at least 10 or 12 years, I've had all these um uh, how do they, they take germs out of the air machines? Because, you know, I came from the suburbs, and when I went into the city, I found it was, like, sooty, and 
I just have all the, and you know, you could look up. There's a lot of machines. I don't know how effective they are. We're going to try to, I'll do some investigation that take a lot of uh, the germs out of the air. But for most part, people did try to adhere to really making it a safe, safe, or safer Thanksgiving. Us. Many of us had small, immediate get-togethers with just, just some people who couldn't see their families um, or felt their parents were too old. Uh, some of them set up Zoom meetings. But the good news, and I want to say something good, because the good news is us, is that we didn't let the pandemic rob us of our joyful traditions. Even in uncertain times, we held our spark, okay, and our love of life and our love of holidays, and we made the best out of a holiday, and for the most part, nobody let Thanksgiving go. So could I ask you, what did you do? Ace, what did you do on Thanksgiving? Oh, Dottie, I just stayed home with uh, family and friends, and uh, not a lot, just immediate family. And but um, you were with quiet. your family? Yes, yes, yes. Did you have yes. turkey? Oh, you we did. that part of we it. Did. We, we did. We did. We did. We had turkey. So, so you had the traditional. So in a small way, you celebrated Thanksgiving. You kept on, our, you know, I, and I think that's what most people did. How about you, Steve? We did a little bit. Unfortunately, my wife had to work on Thanksgiving. She's a doctor. Oh, but we told us. So, right. so, so we did Thanksgiving on Friday. Um, and, and part of it is, you know, you do what you can when you can. And we decided to do a little bit of an out-of-the-box recipe in addition to the usual sides. We took the turkey. We actually then broke it up and put it in a wok, and then we made turkey egg rolls. You made turkey egg rolls? Yep. We well, took, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, we took turkey, vegetables, little stuffing, um, walked it, and then put an egg roll wrap and then put it in the air fryer um, to just do something a little bit different and had a cranberry uh, dipping sauce. And it worked really well. Oh, wow. That sounds nice. By the way, um, if, any, if any of our listeners, okay, if any of you guys did anything different or tried something really different, um, let us know at 866-970-9622. We'd love to hear from you. Um, because, but I'm just really thankful that everyone kept, I, I say everyone I knew, even though it was small, even though it was intimate, even though they might have not had the crowd that they would have wanted to or they, would, they didn't travel, everyone kept our tradition. And um, I think that's special. Quickly, I'm just going to give you some quick news because I um, want to try to, this is, we only have an hour show, and I try, try to want to make this a pleasant show. I, I sometimes can't listen to the news any further. Okay. I can't. Sometimes, I mean, I want to say the news, listen, I know it probably is screw up your ratings, but you know what? Maybe one day we could have a picture of a sun, and we could say the sun's shining today, and these are just some of the good things that happened in this week. You know, I mean, I think that once in a while we need to focus on some of the good things that happened. And hopefully in the coming weeks, I'm going to ask our listeners to call on us or to email us and send us. And if not, if you can't call, I will. we will say it on the air. Tell us something good that happened. Because I kind of think that, you know, if you listen to this media, and they're reporting information that's true, it's not false, 
I just think after a while, I mean, she gets anyone, and I think that it's got to be a balance. And although there's a lot of negative things going on, there are a lot of great stories. Um, the other day, myself and a few friends of mine, we, we helped out in the soup kitchen. Um, there's a lot of good stories that are going around. So if you, if you have a good story or something nice happened or somebody did a good deed for someone, let's hear those stories, too. Let's not only hear the negative stories. I'm committed to doing that on the show this year. Uh, I'm committed to kind of giving you a bit of both. But anyhow, as far as what's news, obviously those of you who've heard that David Dinkins, who was the New York City's first black mayor, and he served in the early 1990s, which was a, not a good time for New York City. He died at the age of 93. And Upper Manhattan and Staten Island are now yellow and orange zones as the city COVID-19 positivity rate continues to rise. Now, Steve or Ace, but orange, red's the highest, right? And then orange, is yellow second or is orange second? Do you remember? Does anyone remember that orange? Sure. Red is, I think red is the highest, and then orange is the middle, if I remember correctly. Like red is highest, orange is the middle, then yellow is right before orange. That's what I I recall. Yeah, something like yellow is plan ahead, start getting ready. But but I do want to point out that even in those, you know, it's a very, even when you have that, you know, it's sort of a very general setting, right? It's within a zip code. But the problem is there's a a few issues, I think. One, people overlap zip codes, you know, sub-markets within it or sub-populations like schools or nursing homes, you know, can be different. And then also... It's based a lot on people downloading the contact uh, tracer app that New York State put out there. And that's a a voluntary download on your phone, and that will also notify and report information. So, you know, that's something to just keep in mind uh, with the data as well. Keep in mind, but let's, let's do this. Let's all make a promise to each other. I mean, if you can't promise, then don't, but if you... If you can, we're asking you, myself, Ace, and Stephen, and our radio station, we're all asking you to do your best. I know it's tough now. We all want to see our relatives. It's the holidays. And, of course, there's no place better on the holidays than New York City. Um, I know it's tough, but let's just do our part. Because we still have a very low number, considering we were, like, the, the worst. And... Look, if you look at the United States numbers, I just got something about Boca. No, I think I got something about uh, Palm Beach, that it's horrible there. I think we've done a good job. I want to thank all New Yorkers for really, really doing their part to keep the numbers down. And hopefully we have another month or two before that vaccine has at least started to be, just, you know, started to come out. Let's do our part to, even though it's tough, to keep this Christmas and Hanukkah holiday safe, continue to wear masks, and continue the good job that we've done. Because I applaud all of, uh, all of New York and the tri-state. We've really, really, I believe we've really done a, a good job keeping this virus contained. And let's continue that way. And if we do that, hopefully we'll get rid of this a lot sooner. But I want to ask Stephen Ace, Governor Cuomo, um, he's trying to... He's trying to uh, 
block. I mean, uh, he's trying to block the um, churches and everything from having a limited amount. He wants them to have a limited capacity. Didn't he lose that case? Did he lose that case? Yes. Let's talk about it after the break. Okay, we'll talk to you after the break about whether about the, the restrictions on houses of worship uh, and what's going on with that. I and that I think that it was rejected. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I heard the ads over the radio, and I just had a good feeling about this. I like that there's no additives or anything like that in the way they freeze-dry it. It's fruits and vegetables, and what can be wrong with that, you know? Especially without the additives and the synthetics that they put into some of these vitamins. Just different stuff like that that all added up to the point where I thought to myself, well, i got to give it a shot, so... That's the reason I started with them, and then when I did, it was just a better feeling. And I used to take some natural vitamins, but I cut them all out. They were good stuff, but they weren't what this is. And my wife had some issues with different stuff, and they disappeared. I I actually got them for her because she's got some problems. This actually helped her out, and she feels a lot better. She had pains in her lower legs, and she doesn't get the pain in the legs. It used to be from the knees down to the ankle. She used to get these pains in there, and she doesn't get that anymore. And she had starbursts with the cars, like when you're driving at nighttime, and the glare of their lights formed like a starburst. She doesn't get that anymore. And I get a feeling of well-being, so I'm thankful for that. With all that, you're representing, I think, a good company, and I think you got a good man in charge over there, and I hope he keeps it up, you know. He just seemed like a guy that's sincere trying to help somebody, and he just hit the nail on the head with this stuff, I think. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code the answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You've heard me talk about my pillow and how I love Mike Lindell and how my pillow literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they are made in the USA. Now is the time to buy. You're getting the lowest price ever. Get a standard queen premium pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Mike is also extending a 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's square, and use promo code AM970. There you'll find this amazing offer. Also, deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Promo code AM970. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Have you heard? Even more Black Friday deals are dropping right now at Ulta Beauty. Now through Saturday, November 28th, get top deals like 50% off Tarte Foundations and $10 mascaras from Urban Decay, KVD Vegan Beauty, and more. 
Plus, we've made shopping the way you want easier. So don't miss out. Visit us in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. The holidays are here. Let's see the joy all season long. Alta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. You're listening to I on Real Estate. That's 970 on your dial, 866-970-9622. And, of course, you can get us on Facebook or DottieHerman.com. You can stream us on iHeartRadio. You can get us anytime, anywhere, 24-7. So we expect to hear for you. We only have an hour show, and as time proceeds, we have to be quick um, because time goes quickly. But we were in the middle before the break. I was talking to Stephen um, about the Supreme Court temporarily rejecting the state restrictions. So the governor wanted to restrict houses of worship. Uh, this was, I think, Wednesday. Um, from infringing on having, you know, they he, they wanted to have a certain amount of number, and they lost that, or temporarily lost that. Steve, you know anything more about that? Yeah, absolutely. It was a five-four decision um, in which the courts, um, the court upheld a long-standing principle that you cannot treat religious institutions differently um, than you treat secular institutions. And there's been a lot of pushback between multiple religious communities and uh, the governor. And what was happening is that they were limiting crowds to a lower number in houses of worship than at non-religious functions. Um, that, I think, is a longstanding principle um, that, that to be rejected, and it was by the court. Now, some of the justices, including Chief Justice Roberts, who did not vote with the majority, made the point that, that the governor changed some of the rules right before the court made a decision so they didn't have to decide it. So that's where um, you had some of the dissent coming from um, in that 5-4 decision. Um, so that's what's going on. Do you think that will be overturned? Do you think it's going to stay? No, that was by the U.S. Supreme Court, not, not the New York Supreme Court. So that that's – so clearly, you know, the governor saw I, – I think knew that – I mean, I don't think if you talk to multiple constitutional experts that there is any constitutional expert that says you can put restrictions on houses of worship and not on secular institutions. Um, if it's if Governor Cuomo passed an executive order that said due to COVID, all institutions, regardless if they're religious or secular, had this hard cap limit, then he would have been fined. The problem that he had was that he treated house of worship differently um, than the second institution, and, and that's why he lost. Got it. So um, let me say this. Before um, 
Um, I just want to just, and I don't want to, like, I'm not a doctor. I just want to get um, your opinion on this. And this is only an opinion. Please don't take this because I have no scientific data to uh, confirm or just, just what I think. Ace, Stephen, and those listening to us, you've heard about this vaccine that's going to come out in two weeks or three weeks. or some. I think I heard this morning it might be available as soon as next week. Regardless, I was thinking about it. And I was like, okay, so how is this going to work? All right, first of all, they have to figure out a way to dis- – the distribution is a plan in itself. Second of all, it's my understanding that you need two vaccines, not one. And that could be wrong, but I thought I read that somewhere, that you need two. Third of all, I thought, well, what are they going to say? Okay, um, underlying workers, anybody who's a frontline worker should get it, and that's – I believe I agree with that. And then anyone who's a senior citizen or uh, someone who has an underlying condition, just, you know, stand online. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> so just the, the logistics of how to work out distribution to me. And then I heard, let me just finish all the things that I heard. Then I heard that they gave a dose, like, like they had these parties and they gave one set of people like a, like a, a higher dose than the other set of people. And the people that got the higher dose got sick, not sick where they were dying or anything, but they didn't have, they had some bad symptoms. Where the people that got the less dose were fine. So now they weren't sure about, they have to like have more trials. Um, my guess, and this is just my guess, is the vaccine's not going to be ready as quickly as everyone thinks it is. I hope I'm wrong on this one. But even if they have it, I, by the time they figure out the logistics, I had a, one of the managers of, that I spoke to at Douglas Elliman said to me, oh, I already called my doctor. And I said, what did he say? He said, oh, I can't make an appointment. He said, you're going to have to get it through CVS and things like that. Have you heard anything, Ace or anybody on this? I, I've heard a bunch of things on it. So, so first off, there, there's three main vaccines that are out there through U.S., and U.S. and European-linked pharmaceuticals. There is also a a Russian, a Chinese version that's out there um, as well. Um, The the one that's probably gotten the most um, acclaim is the one from Pfizer, which they're saying has about a 95% effective rate, but does need to be held at very cold temperatures. And what I read, there was a deal that was struck this week Um, United is working, United Airlines, they got a special dispensation so that way they can um, hold significantly more dry ice and cargo bays on planes, and they already have a distribution center set up um, in the Midwest and also one in Europe so they can actually transport the vaccine around the U.S. and Europe. Um, My understanding is the same as yours, is that frontline healthcare workers, seniors, and certain others would be sort of in that first round, and they're looking to distribute, and they already have product available. They already have distribution lines being set up um, about three to four months down the road in a broader population. However, what they don't have at the moment is, and this should be coming shortly, is emergency authorization from the FDA to actually deploy it and, and administer it, excuse me. So, They're setting up the distribution network, 
They have the planes getting lined up. They have the dispensation to have extra dry ice allowed on board planes to transport. Um, but they haven't gotten the emergency authorization to distribute. Uh, they my haven't understanding gotten approval also, of any of those either. They haven't gotten 100% approval, I mean, at yet. What do you mean 100% approval? Well, I mean, they, you know, they say this one has a 95% chance of effectiveness, this one. There's still a few kinks. All I'm saying is, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to be a bearer of bad news, I don't think this vaccine is ready in January, okay? My guess is the earliest it's really going to be ready, unless, like, it's a special case. It's probably going to be March, April, May, somewhere around there. I think that it's much harder to do this distribution and to get through the kinks that they have than anybody really thinks. It's not that just easy to take well, a vaccine, the who gets it, do the distribution. Um, they have three in the running. Who gets what? Which one's better? And, by the way, they don't have anything for toddlers yet. They didn't work on children that are under six. Okay, but, but, not but, that but, they get but, to that. I want to stress one very important point, and this is critical. There, I am not aware. I mean, there's very few things that are 100%. When they're talking about 95%, they're talking about effectiveness in vaccination. But it doesn't mean something bad happens to the 5%. It, 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 it's critical that it's not... It's not going to give 100% protection to 100% of people 100% of the time. But 95% is incredibly effective. And, that, that change, and that's a game changer. Um, right, but that's right. not what I'm saying. You're missing my point. I'm just saying that, look, I'm as happy as the next one. I've had a flu shot every year, and every year I've gotten the flu. However... I might have gotten the flu a lot worse had I not had a flu shot. So I get it, okay? What I'm saying is because I'm listening to people and I have people writing in, okay, what I get, I, I must spend at least 15 hours on, on, on writing back to people every, every week. A lot of people are under the impression that in January, February, they're going to get that shot. And I'm just saying, uh, maybe I'm being overly cautious, but I don't think people realize what it takes to pull that all off. Even if they have the vaccine, the distribution, the people to administer it, the amount of people that have to get it, I think there's a lot more. And I'm just saying, I really, my personal opinion, I have no scientific, is that more than likely, we're, I, I think we're more than likely talking April, May. I don't think that in January you'll be lining up to get the shots. I hope I'm wrong on this. That's all. Oh, I, I think I agree. I think there's two different questions. I mean, right, once it becomes available, it doesn't mean everyone's getting it instantly. I mean, of course, I, I agree with you. It's going to take time for everyone to get their appointments. Absolutely. Um, but this is different than the flu shot. Um, there's different strains of the flu. Right. Um, I'd like to have a quick break. And then, Ace, um, if you could, can you give us the latest updates on mortgage and mortgage rates and what's going on yeah. in the mortgage land? Because we've sold a lot of houses this week. There's a lot of Thanksgiving Day presents. We'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Wilson. We'll be back after the break. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, 
not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The answer. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com here are the facts your business needs leads and sales there are potential customers online right now looking for what you do will they find you or your competitor you need salem surround having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business well there's just not enough time in the day you need salem surround you're doing all you can to market your business but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment you need salem surround The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com surroundnewyork.com connecting you with new customers listen to am 970 the answer on alexa tune in iheart or radio.com liberty mutual insurance company presents and doug fasten your seatbelts folks we'll be prepared for takeoff limu how cool is this your first time flying Ah! oh i didn't mean Listen, Lemu, you might not be able to fly, but you do something even cooler. You tell strangers that Liberty Mutual customizes their car insurance so they only pay for what they need. Sir, do you have a certificate for your service bird? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and as promised, um, I have Ace Wasupop, who is our financial expert with Citizens Bank. He runs the whole gamut there, and obviously I personally use him, and Douglas Elliman uses him. We use Citizens. But... Um, 
prices uh, nationally were up 3.1%, and um, they also uh, went up 7 to 8% higher than a year ago at this level. And this is the third quarter in a row, that, and we believe a lot of it has to do with the mortgage rates, too. So, Ace, tell us what's going on. Oh, Daddy, the mortgage rates have definitely stimulated uh, so many folks. If they weren't thinking about buying, then they're, then they're definitely looking now, right, Daddy? And I think with the pandemic, there's been so much pent-up demand. So, of course, you're going to see a natural uh, progression towards folks looking to buy. And, and then we talk about the millennial home buyers, right? They're making up 65 to 70% of first-time buyers today. So a lot of these millennials are looking now towards the suburbs bigger spaces, second homes. So, you know, it's a combination of so many things. But right now, if you're looking for a mortgage and you're getting a rate of 2.875% for a 30-year fixed rate, it's almost like like free money that we've been talking about every single week, Dottie. So it I do. I say it's free money. It's free money. And, and we're going to see the same trends. And I'd like to hear from you, Dottie and Steven. I mean, next year for 2021, they're thinking that the housing market is going to be close to about $3 trillion, right? So still a robust market, still very little inventory. So we're going to see, you know, this type of activity, some activity going into next year. And, and, and we're probably going to see more purchases next year, less refinances. So it's going to, it's going to be very interesting what we see next year with uh, the pandemic hopefully coming to an end and with folks going back to uh, going back to normal, you know, we're going to see different markets shift again, and we're going to see if the suburbs continue to be as hot it is, as it is today. So, you know, a, a lot to be excited well, for for 2021 for sure in the housing market. That's true. And, you know, Ace, towards um, in the next couple of weeks, and we always do like an end-of-the-year show and what we think um, the trends are going to be for 2021. And obviously we also tell you how – close we were to the trends that we did the year before. Of course, we were all off. We didn't know about this virus then for last year. But I do believe, and uh, we're going to talk about this in the next couple of weeks, so I'll announce ahead of time because you won't want to miss this, and then I'm going to send it out to all of our social media uh, channels. What we see is trends for 21, and this pandemic, even when it leaves, has made its mark. And has changed the way we're going to live. And I think yesterday or last week I talked a little about second homes. I think they are going to be in vogue all over the country. I'm not talking just New York now. I'm talking nationally because people got used to having second homes. And you don't have to have a palace. You know, people think of second homes as the rich and the famous. You know, it's just like cell phones. When people first got cell phones, they were fortunate, and now they're not. I think people got used to, you know, hey, a little house out in the burbs, okay, that they could drive in an hour and a half, two hours. They didn't have to take planes, and they could go there as much as they'd like to. I think that's going to stay. I think the millennials, which is the largest, as, as they said, the large, largest population, and believe in home ownership. They truly believe in home ownership. They're going to continue to buy. And we're kind of like, I don't know, how old is the youngest baby boomer? Probably, they're probably anywhere from their mid to kind of mid-30s to like mid-20s, somewhere in there. They're, they're having children. They're moving. And what about the, and, 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 the, and the baby boomers, 
they're kind of moving, you know, maybe to Florida. Uh, I don't want to, no, please don't take that the wrong way. I'm a baby boomer. But they're, you know, they're they're saying, well, maybe I don't need that big house in the suburbs. And maybe um, I'll stay, I'll take a small piano tear here in New York so I can see my family still. And maybe I'll get a second home in Florida or a warmer climate. I think you're going to see movement. And I had, I just did a, um, I did something, I did a Zoom meeting for the U.N., and I did a Zoom meeting for the uh, National uh, Association of um, of uh, Realtors in California. And you know what, Ace? I told them, we are very lucky to be in the profession that we're in because I do think that this yeah. pandemic is going to wipe out some professions or you're going to have to retweak your business. All I see as far as real estate goes and mortgages all I see is is it getting stronger, and don't oh, forget, truly lucky. yeah, right? Yeah, we are. We and Dottie, you know, you mentioned baby boomers. I just wanted to mention, as we look at statistics, baby boomers have the most equity in their homes, right? What does that mean? It means that you know they they are pretty much they own a home free and clear, no mortgage. It's all equity. And what's happening with, with the baby boomers is that they're deciding to either uh, downsize, you know, move to your point, Dottie, to possibly Florida, you know, go where there's a little bit of warmer weather. But there will be a lot of movement, um, and that's the reason why I mentioned, you know, there's a huge, huge um, segment of the marketplace that's probably going to look to either stay put or move and downsize, right? So uh, a, a lot of activity. And don't forget. For uh, the home improvement business should be thanking us also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this pandemic, people stayed in their homes and realized how important their homes were. And whether they realize, oh, I need a little bit more space, or maybe I need a little outdoor space, or maybe I need a bigger office, or maybe I, you know, they, you know, we were always running, 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 running. And sometimes, what happens in life, and I know it's happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to you, Ace, and Stephen, and all of our listeners, where you're just running so much, you don't have time to think. And I guess one of the um, positive things you can take out of this virus, if there's, because there's always some positive, if people had time, you know, to think. I mean, you were forced to. <laughs> so... You were forced to have time to really re-look at life, re-look at your values, re-look at what's important to you. And I'm going to say something. Um, I hate the name Dorothy. Hate it. And unfortunately, I think I've told you on the show before, I can't ask my mom because she died when I was very young. So I can't say. The only thing I can think of is how she named it me is that she was watching The Wizard of Oz. But I will just say that one thing that I am like Dorothy is there is no place like home. And I truly, truly believe that. And whether your home is a one-bedroom apartment or it's a sprawling mansion or it's a farm somewhere place, everyone's home is their castle. And it's a place where we feel safe, where we feel secure, where we feel protected. And it's a place, and I watched this during 9-11 when people would say, oh, Daddy, can you get me a bigger home or something a little bigger so that my kids could come here and so that we could all be together like a family. And even local restaurants, they become even more important. When people have times of uncertainty, and I think right now the one certainty 
is the home. And then if you want to go back and look at it, and I like to look at it as an investment, even sometimes people say, well, you cannot, but I believe you can. If you go and look at our element reports and you just go back, as long as you can hold something, over the long run, you know what? In, in most cases, I don't want to say all, but in most cases it beats paying rent. And, you know, I do think that next year we'll even be busier. Right now I think you're, if you're reading in the papers there might be a little bit of a low. That's because it's Thanksgiving. And generally, seasonality-wise, during Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, it slows down because people are busy. But if you have a buyer that is out there now, let me just say this, homeowners. If there's a buyer that's out there now, you should not. You should not discount it because that's somebody that's really, really, really looking to buy. Okay? They wouldn't be out there now. Okay, Stephen, I don't know how long we have, so I don't know if I'm going to have time to do your topic. You were talking about construct, constructive eviction and what situation does it apply on. Do you have enough time to do it today, or do you think you uh, – Sure, sure, we can talk about minutes? it now. So, okay, great. Yeah, so constructive eviction – so anything when you hear the word constructive in, in a legal parlance just means if there's been some sort of fact pattern that the law and the courts would attribute it to be true. Right. So when you bring an eviction, you normally bring a case to landlord tenant court. You get in a judgment. The landlord wins the right to evict the tenant. But when you have the concept of constructive, something's going on factually that effectively it happened. So in New York, the concept of construction eviction is that the condition of the property is so terrible and so bad. It's as if the landlord evicted the tenant and they now um, are not getting the, quiet, the use and quiet enjoyment of the property. So it's a pretty high threshold. It's not just that the oven broke and I can't um, you know, make Thanksgiving dinner, but when you see the cases on constructive eviction, it's usually no water for extended periods of time, sewage backup, um, major pest infestation. I mean, the... Just think about it, I mean, almost like gut-wrenching, disgusting living conditions. Um, when you have ceilings with holes in it. Um, and, and where I see this was an issue in the past, and I could see this coming again, is that when we have some of the rent-stabilized housing that's out there, then um, landlords are not putting some of the money back in. You hear concepts of, you know, slumlords. Um, and issues like that, um, that's where you really start seeing some of these concepts. So it's not you know, just a matter of that one or two issues, um, but it's really just these terrible conditions. I would love to talk about that a little next week in the sense that, you know, I think last year we talked about some of the downfalls, you know, when they think, you know, when they change the rent laws and they change, you know, um, they're not really giving them any money to update things, what the possibilities could happen. And I think it was you who said you're going to – I mean, if these guys don't get any money and they can't raise rents, well, then they're not going to upgrade anything, and you're going to have inferior apartments. So I think some of the things that we talked about last year, you talked about at least, are really yeah. happening. So maybe it's you could true. talk a little to the public about when they should call you, like when, in other words – 
you don't want to cry wolf. And you don't want to call and, you know, and, and, and get involved with legal things unless you really have to. But maybe, Stephen, you could kind of next week talk a little about maybe what you can do to be proactive, if there's anything you could do to alert your landlord ahead of time. And then uh, when is the time that somebody would get in touch with you and would call your firm and would say, look, we're at the end of our rope. We've done this, 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 and this. Because I always believe, and I think you do too, I know you do, and so does Ace, we always believe in if you can resolve it first with, without attorneys, do it. But if not, I, I would love to talk about a little, because I think that's going to happen. My guess is with people not, being, people not having to pay rent for all these months and the landlords getting no subsidies, uh, how 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 well are they going to have to be uh, able to fix things up? Yeah, no, it, it's absolutely an issue. And look, I know a lot of times people aren't sympathetic to landlords because you know they think, oh, they're making uh, you know all this money. But you know, it, it's landlords and property ownership. There's a big, big spectrum. You know, some of them are mom and pop landlords. They may have only one or two properties. Some are much bigger, but Absolutely. You know, and it's like it's like any business, right? People don't work for free. And if the business doesn't make money, they can't put money back into the business. And and that's what it is, right? Landlords, when you're thinking of residential landlords, they're they're in the um, home living business. And if the rents are insufficient to cover their costs, then there's going to be a problem somewhere. So, um you know, you, you have a real range of landlords. You have a real range of economic circumstances. And definitely tenants need to know what their rights are, too. And you also could have issues that landlords are not fulfilling all their obligations before it rises to constructive eviction. Uh, you know, New York City law requires a minimum level of heat um, with certain temperature. Um, but if a landlord is not fulfilling that immediately, I wouldn't call that constructive eviction, but so it's a real balance. Definitely important for everyone to know their rights and to make sure they're getting the services. Absolutely. And Ace, for all those millennials and um, the generation uh, after the millennials who are really dying to get into the market now while the rates are really low and they don't have big down payments, can we talk about some of the creative ways that we can get mortgages without having a huge down payment? Yeah, definitely, Dottie. I, I believe. I mean, we can always up. talk about the bank of mom and dad because we always oh, agree that that's the best bank. That's the best. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the best. But if you don't have the bank of mom and dad, sometimes they can help. And there's a lot of programs out there, okay, that I don't know that people are all aware of. And it is such a great time to buy now. And I, I'm actually myself now. Um, looking for maybe a, a couple of investment properties that are not big. I don't want to have uh, – I'm not somebody who wants to run out in the middle of the night fixing somebody's plumbing. Um, but some investment properties in second home areas because I think they're going to be big. We're going to talk about mortgages and how you can get mortgages without putting a big down payment next week. Listen, have a wonderful week after Thanksgiving, and hey – those sales go online. There's a lot of great sales out there, and we're looking forward to be back next week. See you all next week, and please. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank NA.